Cheers to you, my brilliant friend, and welcome to the Intelligent Intoxication Podcast, where I'll get you smashed on success without the buzzkill of burnout. Welcome back, everyone. So today, I would love to talk to you about the part that fear will play when you are making decisions. And I'm not talking about the little decisions like what to have for dinner and what to wear or what to do this weekend. I'm not talking about decisions like that. I'm talking about the kind of decisions that push you up to your your edge or a bit past your edge of comfort or your capacity. The kind of decisions that require that you step out of your comfort zone. I'm talking about those sorts of of decisions. And here's what's really interesting. I used to think when I made a decision that if I felt afraid after making the decision, it meant that I had made the wrong one and I needed to stop and pivot and course correct and abort the mission. Okay. And what went along with that is when I made a decision, if I didn't feel any fear at all, I made that mean that I had made, quote unquote, a good decision or, quote unquote, a right decision. But my understanding of decision making and fear has completely changed. Here is what I know to be true about the connection between fear and decision making. Okay, here's what actually happens. And I would say for me, there's probably like four steps involved. Okay, here's the first thing that happens. Something comes across my path, okay? The, the, I'll give you an example here. The last decision I made in my business was to work with this amazing book editor, okay? Her name is Lynn Elioff. Um, phenomenal. She's going to help me finish my first book and kind of streamline my business. And obviously, to work with her required an investment of time, which that part, you know, I... Obviously, I I take that, you know, very seriously because I, like everyone, I have limited time and energy and I like to invest it wisely. And it required an investment of money and it wasn't a small amount. So this would be placed in that category of a big decision. So here's what happened. I was on Facebook or Instagram and I found her ad. I watched it. I immediately had like this sense of animation, right? I was lit up. I knew that it was a sacred yes for me. So I took the first step, which was to book a consultation call with her. Part of that first step was actually having the call, asking my questions and asking how long will we work together and how much will it cost? Okay. That was all part of that first step. I told her, as I always do when I'm making a decision like that, even though I already knew that I was lit up, right? I knew my decision was yes. But I said to her, you know, I'm going to circle back to you tomorrow for sure, but I like to sleep on my decisions and I will let you know either way tomorrow. Not a problem, Terry. And so sure enough, next day I reached out to her, Lynn, I'm so excited to work with you. Okay. So at that point when I gave my official yes and I paid, That was the end of that first, or actually the second step, right? My first step was I responded. The second step, 
I actually took action. I reached out, I booked the consultation call, I had the call with her, and I actually made the decision. Okay, so here was the third step. And this has always been true for me, but I used to really not get how important this step was. A couple of days later, cue the wave of fear. And here's what happens when the fear shows up. My inner critic has now gotten triggered. And if you'll remember, your inner critic is that voice in your head that develops when you're young. And its primary goal is to keep you safe. So anything that pushes you out of a comfort zone represents danger to your inner critic. And it is going to get triggered. Okay? Your inner critic is a fear pattern. It's a good way to remember that. So if you are afraid because you're doing something new and different, your inner critic is very likely going to get triggered. Okay? Mine tends to get triggered in the form of, I've made the wrong decision, or I'm not going to be able to do this perfectly, or I won't be able to succeed, and I'm going to be a failure, and who do I think I am to invest this kind of money in yet another coach? Those sorts of things. Now, this step three triggering and the fear, the wave of fear, Sometimes it can be gigantic. Sometimes it's much smaller, but it's still extremely noticeable. As I've mentioned in the past, I would stop, turn myself around, oftentimes go back, try to get a refund, and abort the mission. Now, though, I know that this is just part of my process. So when that hits, this is what I do differently. Now I acknowledge it. I'm like, oh, yep, there's the inner critic. Interesting. Let's see what my inner critic has to say this time because that's something that I need to work on, right? So I start to get really curious about what what are the thoughts that are coming my way. And at the same time, I call out the sensations of fear in my body. I'm like, oh, interesting. My chest is tight. My chest is constricted. Oh, interesting. I just got that whoosh or that flooding of anxiety. And I take care of my body because it's in a fear state, right? It's in a stress response. Okay, what do you need? Need some water? Do you need to journal this out? Do you need to get on Voxer and talk to a friend? Do you need to pick up the phone and call someone? Do you need to have coffee with someone and work through this? What do you need? And I literally just allow the fear to kind of roll through me. And it always dissipates and it always calms back down. And then I'm back in touch again with that sacral yes of mine that started the whole process in the first place, which kind of brings me to what I would refer to kind of as my own step four, right? Which is where the fear is still there, but the wave of it is small enough that I can kind of surf it and I can move forward. It's not debilitating anymore. It's not stopping me in my tracks. It doesn't require my attention. It's more of just, oh yeah, there you go. There's the flooding. Oh yeah, there's the jitteriness. There's the little bit of constriction in my chest. That's not a problem. Let's keep moving forward. Okay, so I really want to bring this to your attention because I think we are all guilty of, first of all, misunderstanding decision-making. It doesn't happen in your head, my friends. You've heard me say this before. It does not happen in your mind. 
Your decision-making is meant to happen in your body. And if you don't know how your body is hardwired to make decisions, you are going to get stuck in your head and you're going to make a mess of things like I used to. Okay. So it's so important that you know that. And then it's also important that you know that even after you've made a decision that feels really aligned with where you're headed and and you know in your body, right? You've gotten to know your body so well that you know what a yes feels like. Even then the fear is still going to come up because decisions as big decisions, the impactful ones, the ones that can change the course of your life, they will always trigger your inner critic. And as soon as you go into that fear pattern, it is going to be a full body wave of fear. And it's not a problem. You just have to know how to manage it. So thank you as always for being here to listen today. Tomorrow I am going to start a short series based on the results of an inner critic assessment that I just took that I really want to make you aware of so you can go take it as well. The creator of this assessment, Joanna Kleinman, she is one of my favorite authors. She's written a book called Dethroning Your Inner Critic. She has a podcast by the next name. This, or the same name, this assessment tool is a game changer. And hopefully by sharing my personal results with you, I can encourage you to go take a look at it as as well and really get some interesting information about you and about how that fear pattern shows up in your life, especially when you are making decisions that are impactful and that will push you out of your comfort zone. All right, my friends, deeply grateful that you're here. Have an intoxicating rest of your day. And of course, I'll be back tomorrow with more. Hey, my friend, if you're thirsty for more than this daily shot and ready to intoxicate the hell out of your personal or professional life, I'd love to invite you to coach one-on-one with me. It all starts with a complimentary happy hour call. Head on over to terrybradway.com. That's Terry with two R's and an I. Bradway, spelled just the way that it sounds. Once you get there, my friend, click on the Work with Terry button and we'll take it from there. Thanks for listening and have an amazing day.